Hey, Halation family. I am so excited that you are here with me on this episode, episode six of season three, part three of budding season. I am your host and steward of Halation Lives, Devaru Shaw. And on this episode, we will be looking into the 40 days that we'll be getting into the 40 days after the resurrection, after Christ was resurrected. We've just come out of Easter, so I feel led to uh, continue to recognize over the next 40 days Jesus's time here on earth and how it was spent. I often feel as if we get through Easter and it kind of just we go back into our, we go, oh my gosh, God's so amazing. We're crying at the altar and then we go to work Monday and then we go back to how <laughs> we were or we resort back to old habits or we just go back to living a life and as such a way as if Jesus, you know, we didn't just remember what Jesus did for us, us for the world and to uh, have us closer to God by taking on all of the world's sins like that didn't we're not just come out of a time period of remembering that of remembrance so lest we not forget and spend a, a good period of time remembering before but also after and what happened it's beautiful to spend time leading up to Easter but let's also continue to remember what he did and then especially because this was a time where God gave us that great commission through Jesus on during his time here on earth which was to go forth and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost so Let's dive into that right now with, I'm going to start with prayer, as we typically do, and then I'm going to share some resources and scripture, so to prepare us for these next 40 days. I might not take a break. Usually I I take a, a, a break between seasons. This might season might be a little bit longer considering I'm doing a 40-day recognition of what God and through Christ did here on earth in his time after he was resurrected. So let's jump into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this time. I ask that you um, anoint my lips, Father God, that nothing that is not of you enter out from them, Father, that fill me only with things of you, Father God, your goodness, your kindness, your faithfulness, and things that are praiseworthy and of good report, Father. I ask that you anoint the listeners' ears, Lord God, that only the things of you be heard, Lord Jesus, that this message inspires and encourages them to fulfill the great commission that you have also enlisted them to do, which is to go forth and make disciples of many nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Lead them, Father God, to be evangelists and to share your word. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Amen. So, as we've been speaking on budding seasons, this is probably the most significant budding season 
in the Bible, the 40 days Jesus spent here on earth that he then miraculously bloomed into heaven. He blossomed into the heavens and sat at the right hand of God. And this is where we are going to see. This is how we must uh, we reflect our lives after Christ. We mirror our life after the life that Christ lived here on earth. This is his budding season and our budding season must also reflect that. So I wanted to just first uh, share a few things on what a budding season is or a flowering season could be considered as also when a tree or flower is budding, it's showing signs of the branches and blossoms that will soon appear. And when I heard this, I was like, that's like when Jesus, they, they didn't realize that when he was here on it for 40 days that he'd actually appeared to 500 the disciples learned after he risen had risen into heaven that that was tr- uh the real account of his time here on earth was that he appeared to 500 a, a multitude of people and then and then rose but they thought that it was just them amongst themselves that they appeared to and so this is it. This is the the signs of the branches and blossoms that will soon appear. So this is Jesus's, excuse me, my son, you may have just heard him sneeze. My son is here and he's a bit ill. And so uh, mama in ministry got to do what a mama in ministry has got to do. So we've got babies along uh, for the, for the journey and we have um they're running alongside us in the name of jesus the same is true of a person who's described as budding if you're a budding filmmaker for example you're a uh, sorry you're new at making movies but already showing great promise this is the same as um someone who is uh, growing up in the church i just spoke about my children you know leonardo is um an amazing prayer warrior he is he is very empathetic towards um people who are hurting and so i believe that he is uh called to um intercessory prayer when you have a heart for people um deeply and you feel their pain uh, i believe you're called to intercede for them on their behalf and lift them up in the name of jesus in prayers and so he's in a budding season in his walk with god currently showing signs of the the branches and the blossoms that will soon appear isn't that beautiful I just love uh, literature. I love, um, that's why I love the Word of God. It's, there's just so much um, beauty to be found in the written Word. And uh, so beginning to develop or show signs of future success in, in a particular area, I believe uh, us as Christians, when we're in a budding season, we have to realize what, uh, what is being developed and what we're showing signs um, of for the future success of our walk with God. And so as we continue to take inventory, reflect, um, uh, continue to be in a, t- uh, a posture and our time period of being nourished by God and nurtured by the Lord, let's 
not overlook where our passions lie and where God's directing us through our passions and through through what we're experiencing. It's not all for nothing. God does everything is for a reason. Um, there's nothing that is done in vain. I, I also want to um, just qualify, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 6. I want to qualify what I've just gone over is the verse. So if you're looking for that verse to uh, to recognize, you know, what um, God did through Jesus here on earth in the ESV. So this is 1 Corinthians 15, 6 in the ESV. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. So when Paul was writing 1 Corinthians, um, though some have fallen asleep. So this is important when Paul says fall asleep. When we pass away, this is theology. Now I'm getting into the heavier stuff. When we pass away, we rest in peace. That's where RIP comes from. We rest in peace until Jesus comes again. And then we are all brought up. The living and the dead will be brought up into heaven um, before the, the three years where um, Satan will reign and then Jesus will come back and he will reign for a thousand before the new heaven and the earth, new earth is formed. And that's that when people will be baptized, but we will come back. So those who are um, lifted up into heaven, which we know as the rapture, um, but it won't just be the living Christians who have fully surrendered their life and 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 fully believe in Christ, but it will also be those who passed away, who gave their life to Christ, who believe in the Lord and who um, sacrificed and all of that. They they lived the the um, lived, breathed, and walked that that life for Christ. They didn't just because there's a there's an example in the Bible of um, when people will go to heaven and he'll turn away from Jesus, will turn away from them and say, turn from me, I never knew you. So that new Jesus, an actual relationship with Christ. Okay, because you can call yourself a Christian, you can go to church, but not actually be, and not have your heart and your mind transformed and renewed towards God. So that's just also, that's a part of the message that Halation presents every time is that we are doing this the way that God actually called the church to do Christianity. It's not, it's not attend one, uh, serve one, sit one. It's not attending, you know, a couple few times a year. We're, we're in it to win it. This is in not just a weekend war. This is a, a lifestyle of warring uh, for the kingdom of God. We're soldiers in this and we're battling every day to bring Jesus, his name out into the world and to glorify him. So that's just my little rant. (laughs) Now, uh, I do want to go into a question that I had looked up because I didn't quite know. I I knew what Jesus had I won't say attempted, sorry, uh, what Jesus achieved here on earth over the 40 days, but I needed to refresh my mind of it, right? And so uh, the 
The Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is a really good resource. You can find all of his um, resources on uh, their website, billygraham.org. And so this is where I found a really good description that I felt communicated what I wanted to communicate. And so um, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, BGEA, is copyright. And I am able to share this because I did look on their website and make sure that I was free to share this. Um, The question is, why did Jesus stay around for 40 days after he came back from the grave instead of going immediately into heaven? And the answer is wonderful. I, I thought this was just exactly how to answer this question. So I'm going to use their answer and uh, pray that this uh, resonates with you. One reason Jesus stayed on earth for 40 days after his resurrection instead of ascending immediately into heaven was to demonstrate to his followers that he truly was alive. After all, they knew the Roman authorities had put Jesus to death and that his body had been taken down from the cross and sealed in a tomb. And when that happened, they were filled with despair and fear. Many even went into hiding. They had believed Jesus was the promised Messiah and now their hope was shattered. Have you ever had something happen in your life, a a circumstance, a loss, anything happen to you that put you into hiding, had you in despair and fear, had filled you with despair and fear, and you forgot all that God had promised you? I know I have. So this is what the disciples were experiencing and those that were following Jesus at the time. And so let's not judge them <laughs> for not believing. Let's let's come alongside that that thought and place ourselves in their shoes and really take on that and feel it and go, okay, and this is how I, I know God, even though I am in despair and don't fully trust the process. I know you're going to, you're so good to confirm things to me and remind me of your goodness and your promises. That's our Lord. That's the God that we serve. They had forgotten his promise that he would return from the grave and they felt they had no future. Gosh, I have felt that. I know I've felt that. But when Jesus appeared among them after the resurrection, their lives were changed. The greatest miracle in all history had just taken place. Jesus Christ was alive. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. During those 40 days, he appeared to various groups of disciples, providing beyond doubt to them that he had been raised from the dead by the power of God. Over two decades later, the apostle Paul wrote that, He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of them who are still living. 1 Corinthians 15, 6, which I read previously. Another reason, however, why Jesus stayed on earth then was to teach his disciples and prepare them for the task of telling the world about Christ. God's not going to send you out into the world unprepared. How prepared were they? They had Jesus prior living 
and breathing with them, fellowshipping, performing miracles, traveling. They slept with next to Jesus. They they ate with Jesus. They walked alongside Jesus. God really prepared these men and women. And then even after, spent an entire 40 days with them to prepare them further, which is it's just God's not going to leave you just like in the lurch like here go do this thing now you go figure it out like no you will be graced you will give him, be given vision you will be given words of wisdom you will be given words of knowledge you will be prophesied over you will be so equipped all you have to do is say yes and that's what the disciples did they said yes they followed Christ they gave up his life for him then he equipped them, equipped them further, and then equipped them even still after. So this should be an example of that our budding seasons, are we're not doing it alone. We have Christ to strengthen us, to guide us, to give us the foretelling of what each event's going to be. Maybe not in great detail, but he will grant us the wisdom if we ask. Ask ask those questions, pray about it, bring your prayers and petitions to the feet of Jesus. Come with him with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for preparing a way for me, for making a way, for providing in advance all that I will need uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, and financially, all that I need to do what you have asked me to do and to carry out the vision you have given me specifically in my heart to carry out. Thank you, Lord. Those are the words. And so um, this is a question. This is a question. Is your faith in the risen Christ? And are you seeking to share his message of salvation with others? Jesus left his followers with an assignment. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. And maybe you think that that's not, you know, this article was published in the midst of the pandemic. April, so a year ago, April 12th, 2021. And so in the midst of the pandemic, they were still very much concerned with the Great Commission and being an evangelist. And so now that we've come out of the pandemic, we're not still completely in the clear, but where's our thoughts towards evangelism? And where's our thoughts on the Great Commission? Do we think about the Great Commission every day? Is that a thought that's going through our mind daily? It's the Great Commission. <laughs> it's the Great Commission. Um, it's a great commission, right? So it should be on our minds daily as a Christian, right? That's logical. It's not irrational. It's very much, hello, where are we? Where are we standing? What are we doing? If the great commission is not on our thoughts, in our thoughts and on our lips every day, and how are we evangelizing in our everyday, uh, you know, our Billy Graham was the one that said this. And since I'm on a uh, speaking about a great man, Billy Graham, he's the one that said, um, you know, our lives should be, I'm going to 
botch this quote, but our lives should be what evangelize is evangelistic and when necessary use words. So our lives should speak more about Christ than our words. And I'm going to, you know, just go over this one more time. When a tree or flower is budding, it's showing signs of the branches and blossoms that will soon appear. In our evangelistic nature, because that's a nature of Christ, right? That's the, the char- a characteristic of Christ is, is that evangelistic pos- that mode. He was, a, he was a teacher. He was an evangelist. Right? He brought people closer to God and to himself. What signs are we showing of the branches and blossoms that will soon appear? Uh, for example, for me, you know, I'm, I'm a mother, so my branches and my blossoms are my babies. And when they show signs of having the hearts and minds of Christ... That is the same, you know, when it, that, the, it's the beginnings of a development that show signs of future success in that particular area. So when we look at ourselves, look at the Great Commission, we look at this, this time that Jesus spent on earth, that he was showing the disciples the branches He was on earth teaching disciples and preparing them for the task of telling the world about himself. He was revealing to them what the branches were. He was revealing to them the blossoms that had started to show. The blossoms of hope, the blossoms of faith blossoms of knowledge and the branches that were holding all of those and were that they were the people branches were the people the 500 people he had 500 branches to spread the gospel to all the nations to the ends of the earth he had branches that were going to baptize and be an evangelistic tool the life of the people themselves were that evangelistic tool. And that's why we have the letters in the Bible to the, to the Corinthians. Those letters are so important to go over because they show how we need to live as Christians here, as evangelistic Christians not just Christians that attend church and say, you know, confess the Lord as uh, Jesus as Lord and Savior, but actually going about the Great Commission. Because there's a difference. May we know, remember that and know it, that there's a difference. And so as we conclude this time, I will go end in prayer. So... As we go forth and we look at like every day, you know, I want to kind of go over something that 
Christ did in those 40 days. We don't have a lot of details on every single day he was here. It just said he was here for 40 days. But I'm going to go in and do a bit of uh, digging (laughs) for us because I'd like to know a little bit more. And I'm going to, you know, dust off my Bible college books and and give you some some great uh, insight on his time here on earth. So, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this time of remembrance and, and a period of our day that we have to reflect on our own branches and our own blossoms in our life that will produce a great fruit and harvest if we do not get weary in the well-doing. Thank you, God, for granting us such a wonderful commission to go, therefore, and make disciples of many nations, baptizing them. Lord God, we just ask that you reveal to us who we are called to in our own spheres to share the gospel with and and good timing, what words to use, Father God, and even who to just gift a Bible to, Lord. Thank you for going before us and preparing a way. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Amen. Well, have a blessed rest of your time, and I will be with you again on the next episode, episode seven, which would be uh, part four of the budding season. And we'll close out the next four episodes of season three, and then we're going to continue on uh, back-to-back, which is the first in Halation history, doing a back-to-back. And uh, I'd like my son to close out and just say, God bless you. God bless you. And have a wonderful time. See you next time. Bye-bye.